0: Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host Serene. In this podcast, you will find movie reviews and TV show reviews, the latest news about the film industry, monthly watch list, award show predictions and recaps, recaps on events like Netflix's To Doom. You will receive two episodes a week, Thursdays and Sundays. You can follow me on Instagram at Movie Reviews with Serene and. Movie Reviews with Serene Podcast. Come join the journey. Hello hello, and welcome back to another episode of the podcast. You guys, we are going to have a guest today. And he is a uh, music producer and a podcaster. And he goes by the name Heroic. And um, we talked a lot about like the dark Knight, and also we gushed about producer and DJ and also musician um Steve Aoki and also we also gushed about the impulsive podcast by Logan Paul and also we talked about Marvel and we also talked about a lot of stuff other stuff so I will add I will put that interview, um, uh, towards the end of the episode. But for besides that interview, I'm going to talk about um, Ferrari, then about anyone but you, Aquaman three. Then also, what else did I watch? Oh yeah, the Iron Iron Claw. There was something else. Yeah, Ferrari. Anyone but you. A three uh and the iron Club I'm going to talk about those movies, but also about a uh, few t v shows I watched um first one will be the new look on Apple TV+, Plus, then also Expats on Hulu Disney+, and No, that's it. That's the agenda for today's episode. Oh, I watched more movies than theaters. Okay. (laughs) Anyways, let's talk about the new look. In the new look, um... It's about the story about the rise of fashion designer Christian Dior as he um dethrones Coco Chanel and helps return sp- spirit and life to the world with his iconic imprint of beauty and influence. And this is like this has uh 10 episodes, but 4 have been released, and the newest one will be released, no, not 4, excuse me, 3 have been released, and the newest one will be released on February 21st, and it's like, um, it's like Dior and Chanel during the Nazi period, So, a lot, so you see a lot of like Nazi, um, soldiers, and also in one episode, uh, Coco Chanel, no, Coco Chanel, Catherine Dior, um, she goes to a concentration camp, and you really see that, so it's, it's, it's hard, very difficult to watch this series. Um, so I would say like prepare, some tissues, because you'll be crying, and also it will be very, very, um, brutal and disturbing, but it's still really good, like, you see, um, you see, like, fashion shows, and also in, like, the first two episodes, like, more, like, about Coco Chanel and Dior, and, um, and also, like, that Coco Chanel, I didn't know that Coco Chanel worked with, um, the nazis i didn't know that i learned that in the series then also in the third episode just uh, second and third episode you see like um like with the nazi concentration camp catherine going there it's so like difficult to watch but also you see um christian Cristobal balenciaga in it along with um In the later season, I haven't, I haven't watched the first three episodes, but you see, um, Jacques, then Coco Chanel, Dior, Lucien Leland. Uh, Pierre Balman also uh, comes uh, into the mix around episode 2, along with uh, Balenciaga, like I said, And, um, so it's, like, a mix of, like, a drama, and biography, and fashion, and you also, like, get, like, you get to, um, see everything from the perspective of the Dior, and also, um, what's the thing I want to say? Mm. Also, like, the fashion, like, a lot of fashion, and then also, like, the catwalks, and how the dresses are, like, made, and so on, and so forth, atelier, then also you see, um, what hardships, like, the haute couture, uh, fashion show by Dior had, like, he had to deal with, then, I love like Nazi stuff and also fashion. It's like a mix of a good mix of both, and also like the um, what's the name? Mm, Like the alliance between Germany and France during the Second World War, and yeah, and also to the cast with God Talos. From Loki. Um, not Loki. Marvel. He plays Christian Dior. Then we've got John Markovich. He plays Li Le, Le, Le Jean Lelong. And then we've got. year Varn- Varn- Varnier. Um, she plays Marie Teresi. She is from Summit Fever. Also, the Serpent, Netflix. Um Then we also have got in the cast. Oh, Glenn Close as well. She will play um, the chief of chief executive of Harper's Bazaar, the magazine. But in the later episodes. Yeah, I'm very excited about like, about this, um, how the season will unfold, and, uh, what is, and then also, like, it's just, like, it's so, it's, like, 40 minutes, but you, it's, like, it keeps you on your toes, even given the Nazi conflict, and, like, them, um, the collaborating with the Nazi situations, by Coco Chanel and so I'm very excited to watch more about this series I would give it like a 8 out of 10 because I'm a fashion girl and I am very excited to see more and also it looks beautiful I mean it's given like that's a given because it's apple But, you know, it's so good. Like, I love all the periodic pieces and the locations they shot. I think they shot, like, in Berlin, Paris. Um, I think that's it. Yeah. I will give you a full-on review when it's all over. Also, the director that did um, Helen Shaver, she did Westworld as well, a few episodes, season, something like that. Um, yeah, it's really, really good. Uh but like if you aren't familiar with fashion. I think you will enjoy the World War II aspect. But if you enjoy fashion as well, then you will be in for a treat. Because, like Ben Mendelssohn, like I said, tell us, he does such an amazing job as Christian Dior along with John Malkovich. Let's talk about a movie, which I have been wanting to watch for so long, but I haven't really been able to. And the movie is called Ferrari, and it stars Mr. Kylo Ren himself, Adam Driver. And I just, I, like, when I told you about this movie, and then we saw some first looks of the movie... I told you how excited I was, and when it was like released, I'm even mo- I was even more excited, and I also the fact that it's to R makes me even more happier <laughs> because like there's some like language used in here, and also I love the fact that most of it is in Italian, and I as someone who can speak Italian. It's a lot of fun listening to that. But also, most of it, it's like a mix of Italian and English. And so, it's like the story of Enzo Ferrari and how he, like, um, in the year of, in summer of 1957, um, he had this, like, Ferrari had this auto engine in crisis and the ex like racer turned entrepreneur into Ferrari um he pushed himself in this movie and and also like the drivers like if the drivers is that one no, not that one to like um to the limit because they wanted to launch into the Miller Marliam. uh it's a it's a 1000 mile race across italy and so the whole time we see like him like in the studio uh, in the studio him like in his headquarters of ferrari like working 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 and then him having affairs and then a child and then this like personal life comes into the mix but then we go back to the car stuff and also like um like we have this like Ford versus Ferrari situation and uh yeah and then and the look is like very very beautiful like it's so pretty and also like it's this like old look like this vintage look and, um, I like it never really gets boring at least for me because I love cars, and so I was very intrigued about this um, movie. And it's kind of like a documentary/slash movie, biography, drama, uh, hybrid, and the cast. We have Adam Driver, who plays Enzo Ferrari. Then we've got Shailene Woodley. Um, who you might know from Divergent. Um, she plays Linda Lardi. She is the wife of Enzo Ferrari. Then we've got... Mm. Derek Hill and also Leonardo Kaimi Felipe Cruz she plays um, Laura Ferrari oh excuse me Laura Ferrari isn't she hold on no Laura Ferrari is the wife and she is so good in her role and shaley mootley is has is the mistress of enzo ferrari who then they have a child and then laura ferrari finds out so yeah there's a lot of drama and sh- a lot of screaming and a lot of like <gasps> like intense energy but then also like it also has this like mix with that but also like his personal life but also with the engine like the car lifestyle, and ugh, it's so good, like, it's, it's, I thought it, it was, it, it, I thought it would be great, but after watching it, it's really, really good, it's, like, better than I imagined, and, um, I won't like spoil or anything, but watch it, you will, you won't be disappointed, and the director is none other than Michael Mann, who did, Tokyo Vice. Public Enemies. Miami Vice. So, you know, it's like, it has this, like, flair of, like, obviously Miami Vice, but also not really. So, it's uh, very interesting. And it's, like, I don't want to spoil it, anyways, watch it. Watch it and then be, like, mesmerized by the scenery and the acting chops by Adam Driver. It, like, gave me um, House of Gucci vibes, but so much more than that. I would give it a 10 out of 10. I want to talk about um, a movie, which is very, like, uh, difficult to talk about, but also, but also, um, what's the name? But also, like, beautiful, because it's made, and the movie is The Iron Claw, it's about this wrestling family, it's a true story, by the way, so, if it's about this wrestling family, who has to endeavor, like, who has to, like, deal with one tragic destiny, or one tragic happening after another. And trigger warning, I'll be talking about suicide a lot, so if you don't want to um get triggered, skip this review. So, in the claw It's like I said about this um, wrestling family, like from WWE. So the it's a true story about the um Von Erich family. So their father is a wrestler, was a wrestler. They're like um, sons as well. And they made history in the in this, uh, intense what's it called in, in the intensely competitive world of uh, professional wrestling in the early ninety eighties, 1980s, 1980s, and, um yeah, so, like, you see a lot of wrestling stuff, which I love, but it's, like, it's, also, like, all of, like, besides those who died, um, the family, actually, like, they went to the premiere, but... It's about, like, their story, their come-up, and then, like, them, you know, having to deal with suicide, like, death, like, family members who, um, died from suicide. Take a warning, again. And it's, like, a doku drama tragedy biography drama uh, movie and um it's so heartbreaking. Like there were so many scenes where I like couldn't hold my tears back because I was like crying. Um and so <sighs> I don't know what to begin with this review. Ah, uh, let me begin with like that's the premise, but like let me begin with the actors because we got Hold Make colony call call, call he is was in fight club and also in foundation and he plays the father of the the one, one eric um family then we've got Mara Timme. T- she plays the mother, Dolores van Eric. She was in Your Honor series. Then we've got Zach Afron as the Kevin von Eric family. Um, he is the wrestler. He's also like the wrestler. And ah, uh, Zac Efron looks very good with the steroids. And um, then we have Harris Dickinson. He plays David van Erik. He is the brother who dies, sadly. He is like one of the di- one of the people who dies and died from from the Van Eric family. Then we've got Michael her name he plays um Bill Mercer He also was in um Hello Tomorrow on on Apple TV Plus Um yeah so he plays Bill Mercer uh it's like it's he's, yeah I think he's a manager I'm not sure and then we've got Lily James as Pam, then we've got uh, Jeremy Allen White as the other, uh, Carrie van Eric brother, and so the movie is about like the whole family and one by one they commit to running suicide because of the pressure of the industry but also like the family name but so many other things and so yeah we just go on this le- very heartbreaking uh, journey with them and it's like as someone who loves wrestling this was hard to watch and but it's also like beautifully acted, especially Jeremy L. White. He did such an amazing job, and along with Zach Efron, he was also amazing. Like his, like from his body language to his eyes to the sadness he conveyed, the emotions he conveyed, <sighs> it's also rated R. So, um. I don't know what to say. Besides, it's very sad that everything, like this is um. This. Is like, this is a true story, and it's like even the portrayal of the. Um, drug running suicide was just so, so like. Um. So sad. And also, like, I skipped uh, 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 when those happened. But it's, like, overall very sad and very, like, heavy to watch. And afterwards, you need to watch something funny because you will be very down. It's very depressing, but it's so beautifully, like, told, written, shot, acted. And uh, it's a shame it got snubbed by the Oscars. And I would give it, like, easily 10 out of 10. Watching Claw and Balling my eyes out, I watched About uh, Anyone But You, the Sydney Sweeney Glenn Powell uh, Gator romantic comedy. I just love Sydney Sweeney. And also, like, it's, like, such an amazing thing to see, like, Gator from Dave in this movie it's just so funny and also it's like typical rom-com like from the 2000s and I loved every single minute of it and um every like it's very cliche cliche like they they at first they don't like they have to pretend that uh Sidney Sweeney and Golan Powell have to pretend that they that they like they are an item because Sydney's best friend is getting married like her character's best friend is getting married and so at first like they don't like each other but obviously they will love each other like fall in love with each other and so, like, shot in Australia, so it's very beautiful, the scenery, and they, like, (laughs) they, um, mock, like, Titanic, Titanic a little bit, it's very funny, um, as, like, like I said, Gaeta is just amazing in this one, and so is Glenn Powell, and, uh, Typical rom com like it's funny, it's hilarious, it's um a big and it's um it's like entertaining it's feel good so like also we got Brian Brown, he was in Boys swallows Universe He's not the actor. Because Boys R Universe is an Australian series. Yeah, I really enjoyed this one. Like, it was so cute and so lovely, and just such a feel good one. I really enjoy it. I'll give it a 7 out of 10. Mm, 8 out of 10. Some jokes were like too much, some jokes were like eh, you know. Like Aquaman 3. <laughs> um, Even though I love Jason Momoa, it wasn't it. It was like mid. So, yeah. I don't know. I didn't like it. I will give it a 2 out of 10. I also watched this series titled... The expats, um, Prime Video, yeah, the Prime Video, and um, it has six episodes, but I only have watched the first four cuz i have i haven't watched the fifth one and the sixth episode will be um released on february 23rd a friday so this series um it's about it's a it's like a drama yeah it's a drama so it's about um It's about like expats who are living in, in Hong Kong. And it's around these three American women. Margaret, played by Nicole Kidman. She is amazing in this one. Hillary, played by uh, Sarayu Blue. And Mercy, played by Ji Young. Ji Young Yo. Uh, you, um, and their lives like intersect after a sudden family tragedy. One of their child gets um, kidnapped, and so this series like uh, interrogates like privilege and explores what happens when the when the line um between like victimhood and. Cult- payability becomes blurred and yeah so um, it's a drama like I said like Nicole Kidman is like this privileged like very um rich person and um I like Ji Young-hoo you she's this like um kind of like a maid to Nicole Kidman and and so we like would jump from her then to Nicole Kidman and then to the to Hillary and um, I would say like it's an anthology series, but I don't know like it's so hard to describe because you just like follow these women and they are experiencing very very um cruel stuff or like racist stuff and so yeah like the first two episodes are like kind of like introductory and then the story goes on and now it's like the child I kidding, yeah. and so um, her now we're like in this in episode four we're like doing everything we can or like they are doing like everything they can to locate this child so i'm very excited how that will end and then i'll give you a i will give you a um a full length review next not next week The week like I think February twenty 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 ninth. So, yeah i I would give it a ten like a nine out of ten because it's like very interesting agree like, with this like many perspectives, and then like what Nicole Kidman is like going like sometimes she has these um struggles, and then she tells the girls like the other woman, and the girls are like, you know like we um we yeah, like your problems seem very like little compared to ours. Anyways, I really like that. It's like a character study. Now I'm leaving you with the interview of Haberick and me. So enjoy. He is a special because he is a producer, a music producer and a podcaster. But he has he has also done some acting here and there but let him introduce his him his self to you guys
1: hi i'm heroic uh yeah i'm a music producer podcaster I, i've done all kinds of stuff but um i'm really excited to be here today and discuss one of my favorite movies
0: and that is
1: yeah, um, the Dark Knight, which I think is probably one of one of the best superhero movies ever. Um, it's it's like a great just movie in general, like as a film, and so it's automatically like up there for superhero movies uh, for me.
0: I love the Dark Knight as well because I just love like it's so crazy to me that this superhero movie is like it's 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 christopher nolan's like um the best movie dare i say but also i just love the concept of it like it's dark but it's so beautifully shot but it's like it has this christopher nolan twist and ugh i love it but i i i have to say i love the the one with bane i think that's the second
1: yeah, yeah. the the third one the dark knight rises which um (laughs) that one yeah is like i i i really like that one just from a pure like entertainment standpoint like it's still a pretty good movie but like just so many like explosions so much action that like it's very much so just like a sit back and like enjoy kind of film where like dark knight i feel like is you get invested a bit more it's a bit more of like a like a, it feels more like a Christopher Nolan film.
0: I agree, and to like, I love the. I think my one of my favorite scenes is that when Bane goes into this like stadium, I get goosebumps every single time I watch this scene, and yeah, I just I don't know, something about the scene is so magical to me. I don't know. I like. I I haven't really dug into me myself why that it's the case but it's the case and for the for the dark night like the first one with the Joker I just love the school bus scene because like there is this like um thing he like clicks onto the bomb thingy but he doesn't yeah. really go off and I at first when I, I I I watched it I was like that has to be like Real, like that. That has that has to be scripted. But then I found out when I was like older, I found out that it wasn't the case. And I'm like, and I love that even more.
1: Yeah. No, you've like just so many great moments in this movie. I mean, like it's it, it does so many things well. Like not not just trying to go and off and do all these kinds of things, but it does it well as well. Like the opening scene. Is a fantastic like heist uh scene like it feels like we're watching a heist movie, but it's actually a superhero movie. And then later on, like you said, like the hospital with when the explosions like didn't go off when they should, which I I think sort of added to the to the moment because like you get this moment of like just pure confusion from Heath Ledger as Joker yeah. <laughs> as to like what's going on, and I feel like that just makes the moment like it it, it would have been one thing to for it to like go off properly and he gets this cool mm-hmm. like don't look back explosion shot but I think that like you know mishap just adds to the whole like Joker feel so much better and it just makes it seem so much more like crazy and like unplanned
0: yeah another favorite scene of mine is like the the one where he like with the What's it with the party scene? I call it the party scene. It's not the party scene. My like, you know, when he goes into this gathering, and that was actually real. That whole scene was real. Yes,
1: yes, yes. I didn't when... know
0: that. I was like, wow. I was like, <laughs> because you see the pure, like, the pure shock and fear in in the in the eyes of the extras and the the
1: the, the, the like, baby. you know, yeah, guests the of the party.
0: Yeah. yeah. I love that. I just I don't know, I just love Heath Ledger and he that like the pure evilness in his eyes when he like tortures. Yeah,
1: um, no person. he this is he he does such a good job <laughs> yes, with yes. the Joker.
0: hmm And like after that I I I don't know, like to me he is the best joker.
1: Oh definitely, definitely. And it's it's yeah, I think he just brought it to a whole nother level that, like, I haven't really seen other Joker actors match. Um, and just like so many iconic moments or lines in this one movie that, like, you know, some actors only get that many like throughout their entire career. And he just packed this movie with so many like great moments,
0: and also it's like very meme- memeable.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Like with the clapping scene in the in the in the jail cell.
1: <laughs> yeah. Clapping in the jail cell. I mean, like like it it is a joke now among like me and my friends, but like the first time that I saw it, it's it 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 was just horrifying to me, the like pencil scene where he does a magic trick. Like the first time that I saw that, <laughs> I think I might have actually like yelled out loud. It was so much like Oh,, cause that it's it's not like you know it's it's one thing to have all these like fantasy fight scenes and other superhero movies where there's like lasers and things like that. And this was just like so like raw and real. And I was like, oh, my God, and that makes it worse. And now, like my friends and I will quote that line to each other all the time just because it's such an iconic scene,
0: yes. I just want to watch, like, again. <laughs> after this, after this interview, no. I'm going watch I,
1: I, I had a friend who had never seen it, and I was like, cool, let's get the friends together. We're watching it because it's a great movie. And, and it was so funny. Like, half the room were, like, huge fans of this movie. Like, me and another one of my friends had, like, seen it multiple times, knew all the lines that were coming, like, would keep quoting it. And then the other half, like, didn't really know of the movie. One of them just had never seen it. The other one might have seen, like, Bits and Peas and was like, oh, yeah, it's just, like, a superhero movie. And I was like, no, this is, like, one of the few things that's a superhero movie, yes, but is also just a fantastic, like, film in general as a movie.
0: Yes, I know what to say else. I like what to say more than what you just said. Because it's, like... People think it's just a superhero movie, but it's so much more. Like, it's see, I can't even describe what it is. It's like it's like it like builds and builds and it builds. Like it's so good, just good.
1: The the only thing that makes it a superhero movie is like the story or the plot. Because other than that, it's a Christopher Nolan film, which like you know is almost always a hit. And like, if you just go in with that mindset like like because there are people that i've tried to talk into it and they're like oh i don't really like superhero movies and i was like go in thinking like okay this is a christopher nolan movie it just so happens to be about batman and like that i think can like warm it up to some people or get them more likely to get into it because i don't think i've really met anyone who has like sat down to watch the whole movie and like not enjoyed it
0: and like I think the first time I watched it, I was like a child, probably, yeah, yeah, eleven something like that. And then I watched it recently again, and it like it aged so well. Now I can't say yeah. the same thing about the second, like the third installment with Catwoman and Bane, but solely because of the like the design of Catwoman or like her character,
1: yeah. but and.
0: I can't
1: say yeah. it's like the first installment. Yeah, it's definitely like a timeless film. Because I mean, like e- even without even trying to like think ahead into the future, like this movie came out in 2009 or eight, one, one of those, but like in, in the late 2000s. Mm-hmm. And I saw it, like you said, when I was younger and it was a great movie and I saw it like a, like two months ago and it's a great movie and like it's... It's just timeless in that sense that I think it will always be like a good film for people to get together and watch.
0: I think like with the Dark Knight, it has like uh, put Christopher Nolan onto this radar, like for the in the in for the film industry because after that he did like when was Inception Twenty eighth?
1: it it was. Soon after, but I I do I I am pretty sure that Dark Knight came before that. Yeah, um, and
0: then like, I think like Inception, Memento, uh, Dunkirk.
1: Yeah, I forgot interstellar. And, like at and at this point, it's like you know he has multiple movies of like that are all like kinds of quality, but like it it really feels now that like when christopher nolan makes a movie it's gonna be a good one
0: mm-hmm. yeah yeah like you read christopher nolan you're like okay it's going to be a ride i don't know what kind but it will be a ride <laughs> because like when oppenheimer came i was like hmm, this is very interesting and then i i read that he did all of the bomb shots like without cj i was like how do you do that and then and then I watched it. I was like, okay, I understand. Like, I take everything back that I said about this movie. So I'm like, okay, like Oppenheimer is very in- weird. Why Oppenheimer? Like, he had um done Tenet, and then Oppenheimer. I was like, hmm, weird. And then I watched Oppenheimer. I was like, I get you. I understand you, and I love it.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a thing where like he's he's taking these ideas or even in the case of Oppenheimer like historical figures that aren't really mainstream like I feel like before this movie came out or like started getting promoted people might have known who Oppenheimer was or like heard the name but like it wasn't it wasn't like it was getting talked about each day or things like that and now with this movie it just threw him back into like the pop culture like zeitgeist and people were talking about it like all the time everywhere it was always either that or barbie
0: yeah i mean i like i i have to say like barbie and open hour aren't that like um far no i not that like um what's the name i'm trying to think mm-hmm. different yeah I, i'm that different from one of because it's like both are blockbusters blockbusters but both are like centered or uh, centered around one person and that one person goes through stuff and both actually go through stuff but open numbers obviously worse and um even like historical than barbie
1: yeah and i i feel like it's also like there are just all kinds of connections you can make i mean like to great directors also with like Greta Gerwig behind Barbie but like it's it's almost perfect the way it lined up in the sense of like you can have you you have this like Christopher Nolan like piece of art film in Oppenheimer coming out at basically the same time as a like playful just entertaining movie for Barbie by Greta Gerwig which like you know turned out to be Meaningful and had definitely had it, but I think the marketing was definitely like playful, come and just like sit back, and be entertained, have fun with this like character that we all like, and was definitely like memeable. Getting like, you know, I mean, Margot Robbie is a great actor, but like getting her in it, having John Cena be a mermaid, like all the <laughs> all these yeah. like hilarious moments. That's more. I don't want to call it I don't I don't want to say that it's not a serious film because it definitely has like important messages and topics but it's it's the kind of thing where it's like almost those two sides of the movie industry now where you get these like Oscar nominated movies and then like you know c- CGI special effects like superhero movies and it's like rarely do you find one one like two blockbuster movies that came come out at basically the same time like they did and two like movies that do so much or exemplify so much um and so yeah
0: well said i yeah i agree like it's it has become a reality that we get those movies like you said
1: yeah especially
0: sad because you kind of like see that the way like that um we have like evolved but like evolved in a in a different direction like in the 2000s or 2010 years we would like get these movies thanks to marvel but like more often but or like um What's the name? Whiplash or something like that. But nowadays yeah. we don't get them. If we do, it's just filled with um CGI. Like I think my best best like example for that would be decorator
1: Yeah, and it, it's it's the one like I'm a huge Marvel fan, but like I the one thing that I'll I will disclaim it with and like get to which unfortunately I don't see happening is like I I've I've continued being a fan I I, when I like a couple years ago I was a massive fan I had a Marvel hoodie I would see all the movies like the day of release things like that and it's like it's slowly been going down not because like I I'm just no longer interested but it's because what made me a fan were like you know the the mcu when it was like you know one movie every couple years or something because it would add all these new characters it would develop the mcu storyline which is what they're doing now and what people want but it would take the time to like make it a good quality movie and like still still like carry over i mean like when you just look at things like I feel like even just the original Avengers or like even Age of Ultron, um, like Captain America, um, the first Avenger, like these these are movies that are good superhero movies. And it's like now they're just pumping out content to get like three or four movies a year, plus TV shows, plus mm-hmm. like all, all these other forms of content And I I know it probably won't happen, but my one plea to Marvel is to just like slow down production a bit and go back to that like quality over quantity thing. Like you you can still have all of these characters, you can still do the Marvels, you can still have Loki, all these things just like slow down and make them better and make them as good as they can be and then release them. Like you're you're Marvel, you're not gonna be forgotten or go away anytime soon.
0: I I understand you, and also one thing like I'm. I'm not. I love Marvel, and I, I am pretty good at the, at like where we are right now. But as you said, like just you know, just wait, wait a few years, and then like give give us something like um Thunderbolts or what's the newest one? Captain America, uh, New Order. I think that's the newest. Yeah,
1: New World Order. Yeah. Um New World it's Order. In, and it, it's it's so like I I do enjoy the movies like I when I sat down and watched the marvels I had a good time it was entertaining you know it did things for the marvel storyline but it's like I it it was like just like a entertaining like not not fully but like somewhat turn your brain off kind of film where like Mm
0: -hmm.
1: movies like the like Iron Man trilogy or Captain America trilogy, things like that. Those are just like movies that I will actually like get into and like intently watch and have a great time and things like that. And I I just think they need to find more of a balance because the Marvels was definitely like, it it was entertaining but less of like a good film as well as like I mean, God, I haven't seen Madam Web yet, but just the reviews that I'm getting. Are like I I can't tell if people are like playing it up or what, but it the reviews just seem to be so bad, which like discourages me, and I really need them to. I mean I I'm getting repetitive, but it's just truly really because I want it so bad. Just like bring back the good Marvel movies.
0: Mm-hmm. I understand, like, um, like, I don't like the rather than like putting like doing everything for a TV show or like, I don't know, like in form of a TV show and then a movie, but the movie isn't even good. They should like, like have some distance like, or have some like years in between projects because like then A, the hype is bigger, B, the hype is bigger and B is like, um the quality will be bigger. Like we saw that in, in the um end game no end game? yeah, end game like, yeah, yeah, like uh, end game hype and end, end game era, should I say? But now it's just like okay, like we have this TV show, you have to you have to have watched this TV show so to, to understand this reference, this plot. Even though like I yeah. have, I'm I I will sound like a hypocrite because I'm very excited for um, what's the name now? Agatha series. But I'm oh
1: sorry. yeah, yeah. But like, it's like I'm a
0: little bit yeah. scared because I don't want it to be like what we had with the Marvels because I haven't watched the Marvels nor will I watch the Marvels. And for Modern Web, my friend said he it isn't good, so I will skip that.
1: Yeah, it's, also- it's it's like also the like, it's the.
0: Also, we got sorry, go ahead. Um, also, we got like uh, What's his name? not Aquaman. That's DC. Um, Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum That was a fail, like that. That big time. Big time, and I was so hyped for that movie.
1: No, it's it like I mean that was a fail, and the Marvels like. I mean, if you you if you enjoy just like. Superhero, like you know like special effects movies it is entertaining like it's the kind of thing that I was there and I would like chuckle at some of the jokes or just like smile while watching it but it wasn't like it was made for entertainment it wasn't like a good story or like you know a good like well-made film and it's as much as I love absolutely love like Infinity War and Endgame like they're probably two of my favorite movies of all time not not just from like a movie standpoint but just like the way that they meticulously built up to it like spent decades making that like uh arc Mm -hmm. it's like that made it good that shows that you know take your time and put some quality into it and it'll be great but at the same time i feel like that's sort of the starting point of like Marvel going too fast with its con like I feel like after Endgame they were like, oh, the fans really like getting all these characters for like a big twist or a big like conclusion. Let's just keep doing that. And like quickly came up with all these ways and it's like, yes, we would we do like that. We would like it. But like the way you did it there was a decade long, you know, from Iron Man to end game like long slow burn and now it's like they're trying to do that like every couple years and it's just not going to work that way because it's you can't you can't like rush and like have tight deadlines for movies um that are like coming up quickly and not and still have it be as good as some of those like earlier Marvel movies
0: I agree. And also what is your like um standpoint on the Guardians of the Galaxy's uh trilogy?
1: I I think that they should have ended it. I think like it was a good idea to not like just keep pumping out movie I, I don't I don't know what it is, but something about Marvel, like three movies seems to be a good amount, like I don't need a fourth Iron Man. I don't need a fourth Captain. Well, we're, we'll get one. But, like, the the trilogy seem to do enough for the characters that they're based around. And it, so, like, Guardians of the Galaxy, like, three of these, plus the, the holiday special, which I didn't even see until this it's year. So like, good. I was basically a year late. But, like, that, it was so much fun to watch. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, I, I think... It it definitely, in terms of name movies like Guardians of the Galaxy, they've done enough. But, like, obviously, if they want to include these characters in other projects, other movies, like, sure, go ahead. If it makes sense, if it still keeps it, like, being a good movie, go ahead and do it. Um, Because, like, ending a a trilogy doesn't mean those characters have to just stop, especially if you're making this connected universe thing like Marvel is.
0: Are you excited
1: for Deadpool 3? Absolutely. Me too. I am uh, so. Ex- I don't think you understand. I am so excited. The, <laughs> like way, this, just,
0: the way you it, just it, grew, I just like came so close to the camera. I was like, oh. Exactly.
1: <laughs> I, I, I need to like convey it in some way. It is like because De- Deadpool is the one thing I think Marvel has really nailed down in, like, it, it. it's, like, God, it's so complicated. It's, like, not always, and I'm not saying I don't think they're good, but I'm saying not always, like, in critics' mind, a good film or a good movie, and yet that's okay, because it's not trying to be. It's just this comedic, superhero movie that's like a feel-good entertaining time where like you know early earlier marvel movies like were are trying to be good films as well as superhero movies even i think the movies now they're still trying to make them like at some level of quality good but it doesn't seem to be working mm-hmm. like deadpool is the one thing that like doesn't really matter how critics take it or whether it's a good like piece of film or a piece of cinema art um, because it's just it, it's it's like a it, it, it's like an entertaining just like series like it's just jokes it's it's it's, so cool. it's a comedy that you know, like we we talked earlier dark knight isn't a superhero movie it's a christopher nolan movie with a superhero in it Deadpool isn't a superhero movie. It's a comedy movie with a superhero as the main yeah. character.
0: Like, when you said the MCU, like, I had to think about um, the, um, the Marvel Jesus.
1: Yeah, and it's... it's. Uh, yeah, I'm just, really interested to see what they do with it because, you know, the, the whole plot seems to be like him combining with X-Men universe and the MCU and all these things. And it's like... I, I am interested to see where they bring this.
0: Yeah, me too. I I love the second installment. But like when they when they went to the X Men what qu- like headquarters, oh I was like, Oh, this is X-Men, okay, it's happening.
1: Yeah, but like that's a n whole that's another example. Like, oh, you're getting this new Deadpool movie, we're so excited for it. How long has it been since Deadpool two? Like just four uh five years like it is showing you marvel that you can still get hype you can still get fan engagement without just pumping out these movies super quickly like if as long as you take your time to make a good movie it's gonna be fine the fans are gonna be there
0: i'm gonna take this clip and then send it to kevin feige on instagram (laughs)
1: Thank you, thank you. I, I, yeah, I, th- I think you know, I, 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 don't know why it just hasn't been, re- re- uh, taking any of my calls. You know, I, I don't, I don't get it, Kevin. I thought, I thought we were close friends. I thought you, I thought you just had a hotline for any Marvel fan to call you directly and give their take.
0: Yeah, it never happened, but yeah, I, I'm so excited for that. Like, we'll get one Marvel movie. But it will be a good one. I just hope, I just know and hope that will be the case.
1: Yeah. And I think it, at least from what the trailer shows, it will be. And also,
0: like, because of the strike, he couldn't, like, improvise as as he used to do. Now I'm, like, even more, like, curious about what he, like, what he can, what he could
1: do. Yeah. It's like he couldn't improvise but I feel like writing for Deadpool is like a certain a specific enough style that if you're a good movie writer you can sort of get it down pretty quickly like you you just watch Deadpool 1 and 2 and like uh, a uh a Deadpool Christmas or the whatever the PG-13 one is called and like yeah. just watch those and you get a sense of like Deadpool's mannerisms and his joke making, and like the comedic timing and things like that.
0: I just love that, that, like how he changed the cartridges in, in his gun in this um trailer, it looked so smooth,
1: yeah. And and it, I think it's showing that, like, you know, this is like I said, it's gonna be a funny movie, it's gonna be a feel good movie, but like it's gonna have cool action stuff that we don't really get from other Marvel, like just just. I, like you said, like the slow-mo, like, gun reloading part of the trailer. I was like, that's going to be so awesome to see on, like, a big movie theater screen. <laughs> and it's, it, it's yeah. I, I feel like Deadpool is the time when Marvel can sort of just, like, you know, everyone working on the film comes together and it's just like, all right, we're gonna have fun with this, and they and they get to just like almost do whatever.
0: But regardless of the like the whateverness, it's still good. Like it's still entertaining. Yeah.
1: well, because 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 that's the point of the movie. It's not this like gritty action thriller. It's not it's not trying to be like a fantastic film. It's just a f- comedy feel good movie. Just
0: so excited! We've got. A few more months to go.
1: Yeah, but you know, there will definitely be. Th- there won't be any shortage of content until then.
0: Oh yeah, I like I just love Ryan and I Ryan uh, Reynolds, and so I'm like watching Re- Welcome to Rexham and he's just so funny in there as well. But it's 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 it helps to like build up the hype to for Deadpool three
1: oh definitely and it it like yeah i think ryan reynolds just as an actor i feel like a lot of his characters can sort of be the same like wise cracking like jokester kind of guy but like it it i i feel at least in my mind like for me that started with deadpool like I, n- not his acting career but this like you know dry humor like sarcastic humor that is almost like a given to come with ryan reynolds now started with deadpool um and it's it's yeah i i'm excited for it because it's interesting that like i i can watch deadpool and have fun with that but then other comedy movies that ryan reynolds is in I can still have fun with that because it doesn't feel since he's in the suit so much for Deadpool, it doesn't feel like I'm watching the same face over and over again.
0: I understand, but like also like people are saying, or some of them are saying you like you're watching a Ryan Reynolds movie, so you're you you are like, Okay, this is Ryan Reynolds. Like to some people he never really gets Over the fact that he's Ryan Reynolds and Ryan Reynolds movies are like this certain type. So what, what do you think about that? Is that the case for you or isn't it?
1: I think that is... I think that is true. But I think so far a Ryan Reynolds movie doesn't have to mean a bad movie or like anything like that. I mean, I... I've watched all the Deadpool's up to this point. Had a great time with all of them. I watched Free Guy, had a really good time with that and then like I I watched it on my own, had fun and then when was it? some some kind of like family reunion prom, like offered it up as like a movie night suggestion and like watched it with a bunch of my like extended family and they like it they all had a blast and so like just because something is a ryan reynolds movie i don't think should discredit it or take away from it i i don't think you need to expect a like oscar nominee or like any golden globe winners but i think it's the kind of thing where like it's it's just another type of movie like you don't have it it doesn't have to be a negative connotation
0: well people sometimes say that a regular ryan reynolds is always acting how ryan reynolds is and to me like you said it's true but only if to a certain like extent because there are also like ryan reynolds movie roles where he is isn't, isn't this like typical ryan reynolds
1: cat. yeah no there's there's definitely times that he breaks the mold like i um I'm forgetting the movie. I think it might literally just be called Buried. But it's like this drama where he's buried alive. And it's like that's definitely not the like wisecracking joke Ryan Reynolds. It's like a serious dramatic role.
0: Are you a podcaster? But you are also a music producer. And um, I want to like I want you to tell me and the audience how did you start? Why did you start in um
1: um yeah, well, I,
0: so
1: crazy with this. yeah, I um, I think I always had somewhat of an interest in it and like getting to know like from my favorite songs how they were made, things like that, and then um freshman year of high school I took a music production class that was just called digital music um but it was music production and that really helped like get me into it it was very um it was very free form or like creative like it, you you it wasn't a teacher like sort of going through a lecture or like telling you specific music production things to use in your song it was like each quarter you had a big project that you had to like turn in whether and you could pick that project whether you wanted it to be like um a remix for first quarter or a mashup for second quarter things like that um but you 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 would like choose your own projects make them however you wanted and like the teacher was more there as like help if you want to like let's say it's like oh I want to bring the volume down over time but I don't know how to do that yet because I'm just starting like call him over and he will help you tell you how to do that and just it was very much more what do you want from this class or like what's your style of music and how can I help teach you what you need to make that happen
0: I love that why don't why don't we have this in Europe
1: I don't know I, I I don't know why we don't have more of it here in the United States. And like it's it's uh prob like I've taken other music production courses in um in logic, which was that one I've done other softwares as well, Ableton and whatnot, but this first one was in logic and I've taken other uh classes in logic and it just didn't seem Maybe it's because I already had that experience rather than coming in as a true beginner. Um, But it just didn't seem like I, like that class, I came in knowing nothing about music production and left knowing like all of the basics. And I just haven't got like gotten that much information in one course beyond that.
0: I love that. Like we only have like for coding and we probably have it like, in the actual like a musical uh isn't a music um university or something like that music college but in the college I went to uh we didn't have it or like
1: yeah and it's definitely still like it's definitely still not like a huge thing here in the state like I mean I um I did that class freshman year like I said COVID happened for most of my sophomore year and then I think in junior year um i'm pretty sure in junior year i uh we we were like back in school full time and i was like starting to make my schedule for the year and i was like hey i really enjoyed this class is there like a class similar to it or a second level of it that i can take and they just i mean credit to them they were they told me they were working on a second level of that class but like at the time had nothing else that was really similar to that they were like because of how unstructured it is like you can go and take it again but like that didn't really interest me um and so because why like at that point i was already like producing my own stuff and even releasing some of it so at that point it was like why take a class where i'm like doing what i could just be doing in like with my own equipment anyways and like and not need wouldn't... to like bring files back and forth
0: yeah and also like you wouldn't like learn anything new like if you were learning anything new, please go ahead take that class but well well I,
1: I I yeah I think it would be the thing of like I could learn things new like I said from just like calling the teacher over but it would it would have been I feel like less than it was the first time because there's fewer just because of me continuing to work on it there's fewer things that I don't know how to do than I did at the time like at at the time I basically knew nothing and now it's like only every now and then will there be something that I have to like look up or talk to another producer about how to do
0: or you can just google or youtube it (laughs)
1: yeah yeah that's yeah
0: so speaking of producers like who are your favorite producers
1: oh i mean we were talking about this off camera yeah we were talking about like chain smokers um people like that phineas um i think i think just straight up top three producers probably phineas because of like i mean he he's he sticks with the artist that he wants to work with, has his own solo stuff, and also like does whatever he wants in the sense of like working on movie soundtracks and things like that and definitely just seems like he's doing like where what wherever his career takes him and, and whatever he wants to do um, I think the next one that I would say is probably like. Probably marshmallow, I mean, there are so many probably marshmallow, in the sense of like made music got popular and is now truly just like doing whatever he wants to do, whether that's like I mean he's done a couple like Spanish albums where he's a producer, he's done um he he's just produced normal songs that like pop and dance songs that you wouldn't expect. Like, like, if you no one told you, you wouldn't know that it's marshmallow, but he's just, like, a credited producer on it, which I think is so cool. And then even now, like, he's been going through release cycles again, and I'm listening to it, and he's getting more into that, like, really hardcore, like, mellow death kind of stuff with Sudden Death, who's an, another great, like, EDM artist. Um, And then... I would. Oh god, there are so many. Um, I'll I'll just rattle Thank off another couple few chain smokers, which I said Alan Walker, Tiesto. Um, you also said and then,
0: Steve Aoki. Yeah,
1: yeah. I want to get into like Steve Aoki is not only do I like to look up to him musically, but just like, like as a person, just like his work ethic that he puts into everything. Mm-hmm. Um, like I mean, he's releasing music all of the time like every other every other week he's always i feel like playing shows somewhere or touring he he's has his record label dim mac which like it's it's i am i don't know how he does it all but i really respect him for doing it all yeah
0: like-, like
1: i i'm 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 doing like with music and podcasting and whatnot i'm doing that all on my own on a much smaller, much much smaller scale, and it's so much work. So I couldn't imagine what is like for him.
0: As and, we and all, one... as like we all saw in that uh, Steve Aoki Netflix uh, documentary, was it? Oh quote? my
1: God! Yeah, no, yeah, that documentary it's was in, so like it, it's it's called it's called I'll sleep when I'm dead, and I feel like that's truly his mindset because I feel like he doesn't sleep enough.
0: Yeah, like it's like
1: so the, the one time in that whole documentary I saw him sleeping was as he's on a private jet flight from one concert to another. And it's like that's just insane. Like it, it's not like he has a break and he rests and sleeps then. No, he's he just finished one work thing and is going to another one and he's sleeping then. Um so that's just insane and I respect him for that. And I love all the not, not only like the remixes and him embracing being a DJ more, uh, like he, he's he's an artist, he's a producer, but he's also like a DJ, which I think he embraces and accepts. Um, but I also really enjoy his like remixes of songs that like we already know, like, I mean, things. I am I'm, I'm trying to think like I think um yeah he had one in um Hero Quest 2 his latest album he had one remake um uh, that I really liked I think it was I, I, I don't know um I I think it was a remake of Kids by MGMT um and then like just literally yesterday I was walking around listening to his new song get lower with lil john which is like you know obviously <laughs> a, re- a remake of 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 like you know you you have lil john bring like that same like to the window to the wall energy but it's just like a much more like dancey EDM song and things like that and so yeah he's he's definitely something i someone i really respect
0: have you listened to the impulsive uh episode with steve olski
1: yeah. It's I, so
0: good it's like it's like I can watch Steve Aoki talk for hours and hours and wouldn't get bored.
1: I really could and um as great or embarrassing as people think it is cuz I'm a huge fan of it and I know other people are and I also know other people who ridicule people like me for this. I haven't just listened to the Impulsive episode with Steve Aoki. I've listened to every single Impulsive episode.
0: Same, me too. Like, I,
1: I think like, it's a great thing. So like, because yes, I, I don't good. think people, I think people who just dislike um, Logan Paul, like, won't give it a chance and just sort of like haven't listened to an episode. But it's like, it regardless of him being the name of the brand and the main host like there's I mean they've had so many A-lister celebrities on that like there's probably someone you really like who's been on the show and you're missing out yeah and you're missing out on a great interview
0: yeah or like Rick Rick, okay I haven't listened to the Rick Ross one yet it's on my watch that one's
1: good that Uh, that one I mean the whole time i love rick ross from purple lamborghini with skrillex and i was really hoping they would talk about it and they didn't really talk about it but like other than that it's a fantastic interview
0: great you know rick ross from
1: that song well uh, obviously i know like multiple of his songs but okay, one of my favorites like, is oh my purple lamborghini like, like no yeah i i <laughs> definitely know rick ross from other songs don't worry <laughs>
0: no like I, I i get like very protective over the artist i've, I've been a fan of and i'm like mm, newbie. <laughs> Anyways, um yeah i haven't listened to that one but i have listened to every single one even the 100th episode it was a lot of fun <laughs> the one hundred, <Yeah>. episode <laughs> the aliens and the tattoo and the piercing and then no and
1: like they've they've said yeah. it in the past that it's less of a Well, I I mean, there are definitely episodes that's a podcast, but like less of a podcast and more of a show. And Mm -hmm. as someone who always like consumes it from YouTube, like I don't listen to it on Spotify or anything. I I absolutely get that because there there are episodes that I feel like I would have no clue what's going on if I didn't have a visual to go along with
0: Especially like the 100th episode.
1: oh my god 100th episode was wild like Uh, um uh, having the raka twins on to talk about talk to me like and they like body slam through the table like it's i mean mike tyson and his pigeons like it's and taking mushrooms it's like the kind of thing that you you should watch it if you can and like i mean obviously if you're doing something or going somewhere and like audio is just a better option, sure, go ahead. But any time that you can get the visual, I highly recommend it.
0: But I I sometimes miss George, but then I'm like, Mike is doing a
1: great job. Mike's doing a great job. And I've started listening to George's solo podcast and that's fantastic as well. And so good. Like it's... it's, I I don't think he is like at a disadvantage by any means having left impulsive because i think if anything he's gotten better as a podcaster cuz now it's not like he has these like sidebars each episode he's now the host of every episode and you get to see him a lot more in his own podcast and he's in his own right getting a list celebrities he's had i mean um i i what's the one i just watched I just, oh my god, I can't. I mean, he's had big people like Patrick, Pat, David, whatnot. But there's one I'm thinking of that I just watched like the other day. That was huge. Um, but I mean, beyond that, he's had people like uh Andrew Tate on. He's had these uh, Vivek Ramaswamy. That's who I was thinking of. Um, who I just watched yesterday, and he's had all of these very like still still A listers, still very still. <clears throat> very important people on but like in an interesting way a lot of them aren't guests that would come on impulsive i feel like if that makes anything any sense like vivek ramaswamy is prop like a or b list celebrity like obviously gotten a lot of notoriety from running for president here in the states Mm -hmm. but then it went on george's podcast great podcast. I listened to the whole thing, but like, I feel like wouldn't have been a the greatest guest for impulsive.
0: Okay. So what is your favorite impulsive episode?
1: Oh my God. My favorite. That's so Me. hard. I, I, um, just, just from like a laugh, like laughing comedy entertainment standpoint, I think it would be probably some, like whatever the best boys only episode would was. Um, but from, I don't think I have. I mean, because they have so many episodes, I don't think I would have one like favorite guest episode. But like, let's see, just some that stick in my mind. Um chain smokers uh steve aoki like you said um i'm I'm trying to think um i think arnold schwarzenegger was a great episode um yeah but there's so so many that are really good lamar odom oh my god that's like one of their earlier ones but that was a great episode i agree um so yeah, it's definitely hard to pick a favorite because they're also you're getting different um, things from each episode. Like I am, I I'm watching the Lamar Odom episode because I like Lamar Odom and I'm interested in basketball as a basketball fan and things like that. And then I'm watching Chainsmokers and Steve Aoki because I'm a fan of their music and things like that. And then I'm watching Boys Only just because I think they're gonna be entertaining. And so it's like you're truly getting a different result from every episode
0: i think mine would be a con uh oh shack oh just-
1: my god yes how did i forget Shaq? about shack that's that's <laughs> one of my favorites
0: um he's like he's like well what coffee coffee at 3 a.m just spent three thousand dollars and he's like yes i was that and he's no and
1: just like the hilarious complication that they had like accidentally sending him away too early like i because like as someone who runs a podcast like i there's obviously problems that arise every now and then with like scheduling or technical difficulties or things and impulsive seems like this huge like production that's running smoothly you know they have it all down and like to see them just so publicly admit that they had an embarrassing, like, mishap with Shaq, it's like, it's, it, it's comforting. And it, it, it's funny and comedic to, like, see that episode and, like, hear about that problem. But it's also just, like, comforting as a podcast host. is like, okay, these things happen. There's no reason to throw away the episode to need to redo the whole thing. You just leave it as it is.
0: And also, like, I love that we could, we can, like, witness how much the boys have, like, matured, and oh, it's just so beautiful to see, like, this, their evolution. Yeah, and and
1: in so many different eras, also, yeah. I like, I feel like they started off just trying to be so, like, you, you know, they had, like, the colored lights in the studio and everything, breaking plates, there's, like, a TV in the background, and they were trying to be, like, so... Out there and stimulating, and then sort of changed into like conversations with influencers and like bringing that whole YouTuber influencer space in as like an impulsive audience. And now I think they're just like true celebrity interviews, like getting A listers, getting A listers consistently, having great interviews with them, whether it's music, acting, uh, whatever, like. Including still YouTubers nowadays and online creators, it's like the the expectation now is that when I watch an Impulsive episode, I'm gonna see like a great celebrity interview.
0: Yep, and like their questions and everything is just so so like inspiring to do. You know, as a podcaster, it's,
1: it's yeah, they're they're hitting all the marks of like being a great like great podcast and like getting all these great celebrity interviews and then there's still like the comedy of the Mm -hmm. co-host and just like the boys only with like the driveway question and things like that
0: and like i i have like i have to admit like i have stolen some questions (laughs) from them time to time but what can i say like but
1: also it's it's not like it's their questions like if you ask someone um if you ask someone like me, a music person, like how they got started, and and they just so happen to have done the same thing, you're not stealing from them. That's just a good interview question to ask someone in music.
0: Yeah, see, like all my questions are like on, are like happening on the spot or on on top of my head, so I don't have a script. And people are like my guests have been so so like surprised by that because apparently that's that's uh not the case in this industry
1: it's definitely i mean i think there are podcasters that do it i like admittedly i i have most of the questions um like most of like a lot of times i mean it's not a secret watch any two of my episodes and you'll see this i have recurring questions based on the guests like um top favorite artist how do you get started what's your creative process like I have questions like that and then for depending on the guest I'll have like small notes to the side that I want to like make sure I get to at some point
0: <laughs> yeah I I was like I didn't want to like uh, forget anything, so I like screenshotted our email conversation in my on my phone, and I was like, "Okay." But
1: but like this this also is fine because like this is just more of a I I I mean like I do much more like interview focused podcasts with guests who come on, and I'm trying to get to know about them, and that's like. You know, you should have notes. You should know who your guest is and do some research. But this, I feel like you have the freedom to just have it be like a free-flowing conversation about whatever movie they want to come on and talk. Like, I mean, the only planning we had for this was the time when we want to do it and talking about The Dark Knight and look back on all the things we talked about from Dark Knight, Marvel, and Like, Like, it's not, you don't need it to be planned for it to go well.
0: Correct. But I, I, I'm just such a perfectionist, so I have to do that. <laughs> just to feel, like, safe and feel, like, prepared. Because even though, like, when we have, like, technical issues, I was like, oh, okay, it's, like, 7 p.m. Oh, what do you do? You have to go at 15 minutes. I'm like, mm.
1: Yeah, no, it's, it's you know, these things happen, but it's not, like, it, it will still be a good product is still oh yeah still I, be I, a good podcast i will like
0: i will send that clip to mr kevin Feige.
1: i'm oh my god he i'll one of these I'm days thinking. i'm just i'm gonna get a random evil from like kevin at marvel.com and be like <laughs> wow wow <laughs> he really sent the clip
0: oh he you. really
1: saw it he really saw it <laughs>
0: I'll send you a DM of the, like a screenshot of the DM of the Sounds good. Yeah. Anyway, so um, I know you have to go. And I want to like wrap this up. And yeah. so thank you so, so much for doing this. And I really had so much fun. Like I I left, I left some more. I've like fangirled a little bit about that program. yeah uh, no it it was was experience
1: yeah it was a great time thank you so much for having me on um and yeah Dark Knight Mm -hmm. one of the best superhero movies of all time
0: I was like thank you so much for the so that the what's it called the suggestion to be on the show because I I was like this is interesting like I I didn't know what I was like going into with this I knew like you would talk about the gas now but I didn't know that we would have so much fun about just talking that's why I like I like having guests because you start one thing and then you like evolve and then we have this episode and okay so I'm shutting up now <laughs> yeah no
1: gas. but it, it was a thing of like I came on here hey I'm a music producer I like to talk about movies let's do a podcast and like it turns out that we have so much more in common beyond that
0: so before i let you go plug everything that you have going on
1: yeah absolutely um music is just heroic h-e-r-o-e-k um heroic but spelled funky i like to say find me on spotify youtube any streaming platform youtube is also where i have my podcast heroes journey podcast um at heroic music on uh instagram that's h-e-r-o-e-k music and then i also somewhat recently started a merch slash slash clothing line which i think is really awesome and it's as much as it is based around me and my brand it doesn't have my face on it my branding so it is true like apparel that you can wear out and about wherever you're going and it's not clearly outwardly like youtuber merch it just looks like really sleek cool clothing so check out Quest Clothing. That's in all of my, um, it's a long, somewhat complicated URL, which I'm trying to fix. Um, but for now, I would say just like go to Instagram, click that link in bio, uh, check out my, uh, you know, just go to the Instagram. Instagram has everything, all, all the links you need, all the music you want, all the podcasts, it's on Instagram. So that's probably where I spend most of my time.
0: Same. So I'll link it. I would put the link into the show notes. And
1: feel feel free to reach out if anyone's listening. Like, literally, if you want to make music together, reach out. If you want to be on my podcast, reach out. If you want to just say that you saw me on this podcast and you agreed with me, reach out. Like, I love talking to people. So
0: I feel like most of my listeners are from the U.S., so that's, like, great.
1: Perfect, perfect. And thank you so much again for having me on.
0: Thank you. I wish you a great... What time is it? 11.21. No. Uh... Um,
1: so I'll probably okay. go grab lunch. I
0: am. <laughs> great, I am. Because
1: I'm hungry because I haven't 20. had breakfast today.
0: Anyways. Yeah. Enjoy your day. And I'll... Will send you when this episode comes out, which is actually tomorrow. So I I will put oh. it either I guess.
1: <laughs> awesome! Yeah, thank you.
0: Thank you. Bye. And that was the interview with Heroic and um, I had so much fun like talking to him and then like, gushing over Steve Yoki and in the Impulsive um podcast, and also like um Marvel talking to Marv about him about marvel talking to him about marvel <laughs> that's the way i want to say it. then also like uh, we talked about music we talked about dark knight and i don't know it was an amazing interview and and i'm currently like editing the um i'm like editing the video version of last episode of the last episode, and also of the, um, episode with Heroic, and so, both are coming tonight, so, after, like, I release this episode, both will be released on, to my YouTube channel, which is linked in the show notes, along with all my social media, and also Heroic social media, and... I'm serious, like, I will, I will take this portion of our interview with him, uh, where he, like, talks directly to Mr. Kevin Feige, and this, and, um, send that portion of the interview to Kevin Feige, and then send the screenshot of the DM to Heroic, so, I'm, I'm being serious, like, he hit the nail on the head with um with his um like with mine and with his um opinions of about the Marvel cinematic universe and it's, it's like it's um dawnfall, should I say but i'm so excited for this upcoming week because We'll finally get Avatar: The Last Airbender. I'm so excited, and i will also the the first um, review. I will actually post on my onto my blog, which is my week which is Serene, and on WordPress. I'm very excited. I've been counting down the days, <laughs> um, for like February twenty second, and also on February twenty first, we'll get the final season of star wars is the bad but i'm so excited but also sad at the same time so going to be an emotional week for me um and tonight i will be recording another podcast uh, guest episode this episode will be like that one which i'll be recording tonight will be released on thursday Yeah, I'm very excited. Like this month and the upcoming months will be filled with guest episodes. Also, I will also appear in two podcasts as a guest. Myself, I'm very excited. One is that one is Terrell's um the Raw podcast coming to you very soon. My episode will be very soon. Um. Yeah, I just want to, like, make more video podcasts this year. This season of the podcast. Because I just love it. It's so much fun. Like, I feel so bad when when I'm doing this, the video podcasts. And you can't see me because my camera is broken. But I, I'm fixing it. I'm buying a webcam on Amazon. Um, and, yeah, for the next episode will be you'll be able to see me in the video version. I'm excited about that. And yeah, with that being said, thank you so, so much for listening and for your support. And check out Heroic and his podcasts. And um, I will talk to you on Thursday. So give this podcast a kind review, five stars on our podcast apps. Subscribe to this podcast. Turn the notifications on so you don't miss an episode. And I wish you a great day and night. Where are and I'll talk to you on Thursday. Bye.